Into the wild I'll go and into the wild I am It's been a while, freedom child Since I left my roots back home Into the wild I'll go Into the wild I am It's been a while, freedom child Since I left my roots back home Welcome to the Free Birth Society podcast. This is a radical space for women who are ready to celebrate their autonomous choices in birth, motherhood, and beyond. Together, we'll learn about wild birth through personal narrative, we'll explore the politics of birth, and we'll analyze everything that relates to our lives as women from a feminist perspective. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. It's been a wild freedom What if I told you that there was an underground, global community of badass women all swapping wisdom, witnessing and supporting each other in total reverence, and birthing their babes entirely outside of the medical system? What if I told you that there was a vetted, private, exclusive space where you could access my personal list of radical birth keepers? And what if I told you that it's off Facebook, it's troll-free, and where most of the women on this podcast are hanging out. If you're in alignment with what we talk about here on the podcast, it's a pretty sure bet that our private community wants you in it. We have 11 monthly circles and workshops virtually, and also have a member directory so that you can find women in your local community too. And this isn't just for mothers. This is for the wild-hearted, radical woman who is interested in consciousness raising, questioning the systems that harm us, living sovereign, holistic lifestyles, and wants to create community to guide our way back to healed sisterhood. Go to freebirthsociety.com and apply today. I'll see you in there. Whitney joins us today to tell the stories of her two free births in the past two years. Her first with her husband and sister present, and her second in an RV supported again by her family for the slow emergence of her son. Whitney shares the power of witnessing other women walk through wild pregnancy and free birth in our private online membership, and reflects on how grateful she is to have created the life she is living. Welcome, Whitney. Hi. Well, let's just dive on in. You got a little 12-week-old baby. You free birthed your first kiddo. We've got two stories to tell. And yeah, just start me wherever wherever you want. Your 12 weeks postpartum. What's it been like? How are you doing? Yeah, so much. I'm really deep in the motherhood journey right now. I have two babies under two, so that keeps me just... I feel like each phase is elongated because one baby goes through it and then getting to restart with the second, but I'm 30 years old now. So I have like, I had all of my twenties to figure out who I was, you know, and a lot of things that just come and experiences can't really 
replace. You just got to go through things. And one of those experiences was, you know, I was on birth control for 10 years, just doing the regular old birth control, living my life. That's how I thought I could have my freedom. But I actually had a mishap on birth control, ended up getting pregnant. And so I went into my doctor per usual and found out at that same doctor's appointment that I was also miscarrying. So it just kind of started to spiral this whole, like waking up, like, wow, this is already a big thing to go through. The guy who I was with at the time was not a good fit for me. So blessing that this was just a learning journey for us. So yeah, those doctor's appointments with that pregnancy just really turned me off and started to get me thinking alternate routes. Right. And I discovered some natural mothering pages on Instagram, on Facebook. I actually discovered the free birth society, started listening to podcasts after my miscarriage, just because birth had now entered the conversation. You know, I had lived my life to this point and now I'm opening my world to what is what do I want my births to look like which I never really thought before I just thought you do the thing I just had my mind blown open that there was even the route to not go the hospital way so fast forward a little bit to meeting my now husband I had spirit babies talking to me like crazy and and we Within the first couple of weeks or months of dating, you know, I let them know that there's going to be a baby coming through one day. And I hope you know that I plan to home birth. Like, that's the route we're taking here. And he was pretty down the whole time. He's like, okay, yeah. It was never too big of a push. He does have two older children. And those births were both in the hospital and, of course, had some traumatic outcomes with certain things. And we had to do a lot of unpacking for him, a lot of debriefing through those traumas that he went through with his older two kids. But all in all, we were both pretty on board with, let's just have this baby at home. Now, granted, this was peak COVID time. Like COVID had just came out, 2020. We found out we were pregnant at the very beginning. And then everything got weird. The whole world got weird. So... I had a lot of just being a new time mom, a lot of anxieties around that conversation of, no, I'm not going to the hospital. I have my baby. I work as a hairstylist, so I'm around a lot of women and there's a lot of time for small talk, you know? So of course they're going to ask me about my pregnancy and babies. And I had a lot of just, I don't want to have to go into it with them. Mindsets dreading, but I believe just putting off that energy A lot of people didn't really ask me or didn't really fluff about it or dig into it further when I told them, you know, I don't have a doctor. I don't have a midwife. There was definitely the curious people and those conversations were actually fun to have, but I didn't get a lot of negative hate, you know. When you, when you're saying that you and your man are down to have a home birth, like, do you mean free birth at this point? I do. Yes. And so, Um, I mean, that's a pretty big jump, right? For a birth control girl, hospital doctor girl, to then like, are you having a wild pregnancy? Like, I am. What? And it and was, did it, all, did it all just like click, click, click. And it was just kind of obvious for you. I mean, it's a pretty big jump. It was a big jump. It was a continuum of things though. You know, 
I had gone, I'd always just been into looking at the other side of the coin, always trying to see like, what could an alternate route or just like, what could be some follow the money trail? What is the intentions around some of these practices that we do? And just looking into things deeper. And like, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Once you understand that you can just have your baby at home and it's no big deal and you don't have to get the monitoring, the IV in the arm, the poking and the prodding, like that sounds like a dream. That sounds like a big yes to me. And it lit me on fire before I was even pregnant. I'm doing my client's hair. Like, you know, you can have a home birth and not even have a doctor there. And like, I'm taking the conversation to let's talk about birth. And I've never even truly experienced this. Right. But I, I, like I said, it just lit me on fire as a side hobby of just diving into birth. So when it became my time, I had already listened to so many stories of women just doing it. And it felt like, you know, I can just do that too. So the story medicine is truly that it is truly powerful to just hear other women doing it, you know, and even without having to listen to a birth podcast to hear those stories, where else do you really just hear birth stories? You know, like you might hear it once or twice. Especially like positive positive ones I mean it's easy to find gnarly ones exactly everyone's down to tell you their drama Mm -hmm. that they went through so yeah I sold it to my husband pretty pretty well he was down and I remember one of the bigger things he was concerned about was who's going to clean up the mess I was like oh honey if that's all you're worried about then we're good and so for my first birth we wanted to have my sister there. I wanted to have my sister there. She was my older sister and me and her are tight, you know, she's my girl. So just to have another woman present, she's had two births, not necessarily free births or supernatural at all, but just she'd gone through a birth process twice. So just needed someone who could look me in my eyes when the time was getting, you know, a little hazy and just remind me that I can do it. So that first pregnancy was just so magical. Everything is just so unknown and you're dreaming and you just, everything's so just blissful. It seems, you know, even the, the annoyances are just magic because you don't know what's coming. Really. I, I kept track with my pregnancy as far as weeks go. It was just fun to do. And I feel like that was one of the things that held me up a little at the end because I decided to stop working completely at 40 weeks with my first and I didn't end up giving birth till 43 weeks. So I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting, and it really starts to get into your head. And my sister at the time lived in Midland and she decided, okay, I'm 40 weeks along. I'm just going to come and stay with my mom and be close to you. We can do some, you know, walks in the woods together and just spend some quality time before this baby's here. Well, she got a little antsy too, because two weeks go by and she's away from her family. And it's like, okay, I need to actually run home real quick and get some things done. So how many hours away did she live from you? She's five hours away. So that's hard. You know, put my husband at his nerves became higher and we actually went on a hike and to dinner and she planned to leave the next day where after dinner 
said goodbye and I was just kind of in the whatever phase like (laughs) I'll just call you so me and my husband we go home and I am kind of laying around and starting to feel a little weird starting to feel a little crampy and I let him know I'm going to go try to lay down and that did not happen I could not lay down I could not go to sleep because the surges started to pull through and he was up I don't know doing what but he comes in and he's like it's happening and I'm like yes it is happening this this could be the night that we finally meet our baby we've been waiting so long to meet this baby it seemed like so we do a little prayer we light some sage we light the candles we just set the mood and I just remember ripping all my clothes off like the clothes had to go immediately and just started to ride the waves well this had begun right as you know pretty much the sun went down so I'm tired I feel like you know, your girl needs your, her sleep. I take several naps a day at this point and just to be able to be up all night, I'm exhausted. So I keep trying to take naps in between the sensations and each one I would just wake up like angry because it wakes you up from your sleep. So by the end of it, I'm prayer position into the bed and everything just starts to get way more intense. My sister's here. her and my husband are doing so well holding space they kind of come in in and out of the room you know maybe my husband will be there with me for a little bit and then my sister I definitely remember hearing them snoring at one point and kind of being jealous like cool guys but just to be in that dark space we kept it so dark and just quiet I didn't have anything playing and I was able to just you know, make sounds as the waves came through. And I remember using the restroom and seeing a bloody show. And that just really kind of kickstarting my adrenaline. Like this is definitely real. Prepared to possibly go three days. Who knows? I just had that expectation of this could last forever. And seeing the blood, I'm like, oh, shoot. Never felt like my waters break, but seeing that blood, and letting my husband know, like, okay, things are kickstarting even further. If we didn't already know that by now. At one point, I reach inside and I can feel this smoothness. And it's my water sack because on that next wave, my body just bears down and begins to push on its own. I have no control of this. And out pops what seems like a little water balloon and my wave the contraction stops and I'm left there with this water balloon in between my legs. And I'm once the waves stop, you know, it's, everything seems normal. You can talk fine. And I'm, I tell my husband, like, do you want to come feel this? And he responds. He's like, no, but I can tell the way he responded that he had been crying. So he's just over there silently sobbing in the corner, just watching me, which was so sweet to reflect on. One of the things my sister, I think the only thing she had said to me the whole time, she had said, you know, on this next wave, I need you to just open up, just bloom, don't hold back. And I really needed to hear that from her because I had felt like I was going to shit myself. I felt like the poop was coming and I totally was clenching or just, I don't know, you hold back. And 
so those words really hit me. I was like, oh, okay. And so the next wave came and the baby's head emerged and my contraction stopped at that point, but I took over myself and was like, no, I'm not stopping here and pushed the whole baby out. She was born in her sack. The water broke on my husband's hands and sister's hands. They were both behind me at this point. And uh, the relief, the burst of the waters, it was like, like confetti poppers, you know, like it was just like, ta-da, the baby's here. And I hear my husband say, it's a boy. My sister said, no, it's, it's a girl. And I'm just like, hand me my baby, y'all. Apparently, you know, my husband been crying a little bit. It was dark. He didn't have his glasses in, but bless his heart. They passed my baby through to me and I just, uh, she's crying. The baby's crying. Oh, it was such a beautiful release. So yeah, they helped me up to the bed and we just lay there and listened to this little baby girl screaming and crying and, uh, it was magic. She eventually latched on once she stopped crying, she fumbled around a little latch and oh my gosh it was just so amazing it did take a while for my placenta to be born how long um total of three hours so about an hour went by the cord's white I was ready to shower so we cut her cord and daddy got to snuggle up with her while I went to the bathroom and tried to release my placenta but no action so go back to laying in bed and nursing and we tried again another time and it took, you know, probably two more hours. So finally I was, I was ready and I knew my placenta was ready. I knew my body was ready. So I just bared down, sitting on the toilet, bared down and tugged on the cord myself. And as it came out, I just remember death gripping it. So it wouldn't actually fall into the toilet, but feeling the weight of it and everything in my hand was so powerful it was so neat mm. my sister hung around and made some placenta prints and we did some footprints in the blood and it was just such a beautiful day she was born at six in the morning so I labored all night as the sun came up she was born and we got to spend our first day together like the sun and mm. coming in the windows like just made that moment so magical I I'll never forget that. How old is she when you get pregnant again? She was about 10 months, 11 wow. months. So how does that go? How's your first year of mothering and two? It was, you, I'm a, was it an accidental pregnancy? So, <laughs> well. Kind of, sort of. It was, well, so what happened was we, actually moved out of our house onto my parents' property in a big, stressful, hectic moment of like, we are moving this weekend. We had been thinking about it. It had been a buildup. There had been signs. We had needed to make this jump, but we had just been lingering for some reason. And it hit us one weekend. We made this stressful jump and moved out to my parents' property and we're living in an RV right now. And something about just settling here and having our own place and having our like being back where my roots are and we're tucked away in this little oak grove, like surrounded in nature, 
something about it just really set my body in a peaceful state once we moved. And I remember me and my husband were like, I think we could have another baby. And just getting excited about like, yeah, let's have another baby. Because for a while we thought Luna Girl might be our only one. Oh, really? Well, it was briefly thought, you know, he has his two older kids and let's just have one more. And, but I don't know, once it hit us, like, yeah, let's have another baby. My body was like, okay, here it is. And boom, we were pregnant. So it just happened super fast once we decided to, you know, but hey, it, it is what it is. And here we are, we're just doing the thing. So how was that being going through another pregnancy so quickly and having a baby? It was a lot. Luna was still breastfeeding and I breastfed her until she was about 15 months old, I think until my second trimester or so. And then my milk started to dry up. So Mm -hmm. weaning her, it was easy, honestly, you know, there was no milk left really. So she weaned and there, there's been pros and cons, you know, there's moments where I feel like, am I missing out on time with her because I have to be with this new baby? But then there's equally as much magic I get to see her with him too, you know? So it kind of just intensifies the goods and the bads. But on all honesty, my second pregnancy flew by. Like there was days I forget I was pregnant. Just I'm keeping up with a toddler. So, or a baby. She was, she was still a baby then. She's just learning to walk and all the things. So my second pregnancy was pretty easy in the sense of just, I was just pregnant, you know, no doctor appointments or anything. Just, I just was growing a belly. And of course my baby, my girl, she didn't understand anything. So we would talk to her about my belly growing, but she wasn't grasping anything. So there's, there's no hope for that per se. And now that I'm actually in it, it's beautiful. It's, I was stressing before, but you know, you just adapt and you just, you just do it. So did you birth in this RV? I did. I had an RV birth and it was fine. You know, no problem. We co-sleep. So I woke up in the middle of the night. I kind of let go of timelines completely, maybe a little too much. You know, my first one, I, I had bought the free birth complete guide course and ran through all that. So with my second one, I touched up on a few modules just for fun and really just self-care was my only prenatal care in both pregnancies really. So when I actually went into labor, I was pretty shocked. I, I had put myself a few more weeks to go. Oh, whoa. Just because Luna's went so long, I put myself in that mindset and I was still doing hair. I was still working behind the chair. So I had worked that, that whole week and had clients continuously still booked for a few more weeks. And it happened on a Saturday night. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and having a dream. And in my dream, I'm cramping. And so when I wake up, I'm like, hmm, weird, go back to sleep wake up again and I'm cramping again. I'm like, Oh shoot. Could this be it? And I'm looking over at my husband and my daughter just sleeping beside me and just soaking in the moment that this could be our last night as 
just us in this bed. The whole dynamic is about to change. And I love that moment that I got of just the peace of just, you know, while everyone was sleeping, just soaking it in. And I tried to lay there for as long as I could before I needed to kind of move around. The cramps were getting more like contractions. So in our RV, we took out some furniture. So there's just some open spaces. And I made a little pallet there and just tried to get some rest. It's about four in the morning at this point. And they just keep rolling in. The sensations just keep getting stronger and stronger. My husband eventually wakes up and I let him know like, yes, this is, this is happening. The plan was to have my sister around again. She lives here now, so she didn't have a five hour drive. So the plan is just to to call her and mostly have her help with my daughter. I live on my, my parents' property, but I really didn't want my mother around. So just kind of having my sister to safeguard us. And I I knew I wanted to be a little more private this time, even though the first time was hella private with just my sister and husband. I even caught myself a lot this time, just going in the bathroom all alone and wanting to just completely be alone, not watched, you know? Mm -hmm. And after going into the bathroom at one point and I could hear my sister and husband, I came outside and I think they asked me a question my husband asked where the umbilical cord clamp is. I haven't even had the baby yet. And I was like, yeah, I think y'all can just go outside. Y'all just get out pretty much. And so they did. And that's a tight quarter. That's tight quarters for sure. <laughs> the walls are thin. So even outside, they can hear what I'm doing oh, in here. So they'll know when the baby's coming. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it was intense. Birth is wild it is so intense but it is so uh there's nothing like it I just remember telling myself you can do anything for a few minutes you can do anything for a few hours you can do anything for a day this is just one day you know I had really tried to manifest for this birth a slower emergence I felt like Luna's was really fast and with hers I experienced quite a bit of tearing and that healing was a pain literally in my ass. And I just didn't want to go through that again. And I had the fear of having that much pain with my toddler and a baby. How am I going to, how am I going to recover? So really trying to call in a slower emergence for my baby this time. And I'll be damned if it wasn't a slow emergence. It was almost too slow at times. It's like he was hanging in my birth canal and I couldn't sit back. I couldn't move. I had to just stay and write out the sensations he would start to crown and then go back in and I'm just losing my mind because this is happening you know my husband hears me scream no and he is concerned what's wrong I'm like (laughs) the baby have you not have you not allowed them back in yet no (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it's maybe the very very end he he my sister stayed out Uh, I'm just pissed every time he goes back up into the birth canal, but I had asked for this. I had known this was, this was okay. So eventually I am down on all fours, hands and knees and the baby's head emerges 
and just his head. The head is just hanging there and the contraction stops and I stop and I'm just chilling. My, I can hear my husband commentating in the background. He's like, you're doing good, baby. You know, this is good. The head is out. Uh, and I'm just commenting back like, yes, yes. Next contraction. We got this. This is good. It's okay. All is good. And the next wave came through. This little body just started to emerge out. My husband's like, oh, we got an arm. We got a baby. It's a boy. And this time he was right. It was actually a boy. And, oh, it was magical. He hands the baby through my legs again. And I just snuggle that little baby up. He starts to cry right off the bat, too. And there's something about that first cry is such a relief. Uh, it just fills you with bliss because you know the the job is done. You've got your baby here and the baby is alive and well. So he helps me to bed and yeah, we just snuggle up. I feel, I felt good really quickly after that one, already knowing that I'm pretty sure we avoided tears and my placenta came a little faster this time. It was still about an hour and a half, but I knew to just kind of give it a little tug and get that done. And yeah, we let little sister come in and she was like, baby, you know, she knew it was a baby. She was new to be gentle. And so how but, old is she now in that, in when he was born? She's about a year and a half. Wow. About 18 so. months. Yeah. So she's pretty little. She was very sweet. I had, think, thankfully I had lots of help with my mother being close. So, you know, my husband stayed home from work and then whenever he went back to work, my mom took my oldest so that I could just lay in and rest. And again, I didn't tear with this one. So it was right. such a easier recovery. I think, you know, just being blessed in that way because it was a lot easier to get around with the babies mm -hmm. but yeah birth just cracks you open and you become oh just such a whole new woman after these experiences how would you say it's changed you the most oh it's changed me in every single dynamic you can think of I used to bleach my hair. I had rainbow colored hair, you know, full face of makeup 24 seven. Now I don't even use soap or shampoo or <laughs> like there's just, it's radically shifted every single thing and it continues to. <laughs> that needs it's to be the ad for our membership. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like, From free birth to no soap. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean what you're saying is like your your dependence on all of these industries yeah has oh it goes eradicated it goes forever you know you think you stop one thing why would you stop using why stop looking at one mm -hmm. department you know and how's it been in your marriage with two littles Oh, it's been, it's been so fun. Honestly, it's, it's a lot. We, we have a lot going on at all times, but mm -hmm. 
it's both where we want to be. And I think that's a big part of it. You know, at the end of the day, we just sit around and are grateful for this lives that we created together, you know, and all the little phases of everything are just ooey and gooey still. So it's are all four of you in one bed. Yeah. In a queen or a king. It's a queen. And It's a little tight in the RV. We're going to have to get something figured out, especially once the little guy is more mobile, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that move will look like, but we're figuring it out as we go. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, surrender is my motto, and it's all you can do. Surrender to everything. It's the only way to make it. I always think, like, Okay, yeah, guys totally go hike into the Himalayan mountains and meditate by themselves for years, but like try having like two babies in an RV, you know, and finding <laughs> finding your zen and finding your peace and, and making lemonade. And you know, that's that's you know, saying yes to life in that way is so there's so many gifts in it and there's so much like you said, you know, to, at the end of the day to just like really realize how much you're choosing this and how inside your own life you are is so potent. Absolutely. And I think that's the only way that it keeps us thriving in mm-hmm. this situation and not just surviving. Totally. I mean, any situation, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, I'm just so thankful again for the communities that have been built around free birth or birth in general. When women come together, the community is truly medicine to the soul. Joining the free birth membership just to have sisters to lean on, just to witness other sisters at that. Just witnessing all these women and their power and knowing that that is me too. We are all this power together you know it's like that sister morning star quote what one woman can do all women can do oh and it's yes it's humbling and powerful all at the same time love it oh thank you so much uh thank you emily you are a treasure so grateful for you And that's it for today, my sisters. Check out everything we do, including one-on-one and group coaching, learn about our private membership, in-person retreats, and more on freebirthsociety.com. Our online courses are on freebirthsocietycourses.com, including our flagship course, The Complete Guide to Free Birth. Don't miss the Radical Birthkeeper School if you're ready to become the authentic midwife that women are searching for. Together we rise and the revolution starts inside each of us. I'll leave you with our Free Birth Society theme song, Wild Woman by Aruba Red. I honor you for the wisdom you held, the ancient traditions of plant medicine and womb magic. I feel the spirit of the ancestors as I place my hands upon my belly. This sacred portal will be honoured. Eons upon light beams of survival withstanding the eradication of our power by design. I will not allow the separation of our young to be forced upon me. My sisters will no longer birth in captivity. 
The picket line redefined from burning our wild women to paralyzing us and drugging our babes. Strapped down in a clinical white bed, drying up the milk from our breasts. Keep your needles. My family will never again be doomed to chase those dragons or your poison. We reject your fear. We choose love. Everything with intention. Death, ascension. I will fly and bring her back from the start.